Tonight I'll be preaching from the book of 1 John chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 24, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 24. The Bible says, and he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. And hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for this great salvation that you've afforded to us, dear Lord, and given us so much more than we deserve. Dear Lord, we are humbled by your love towards us, and we're thankful for your son you sent to this earth to die on Calvary's cross so that we can have life and have it more abundantly. Lord, I pray that if there's someone here tonight who has not yet embraced this abundant life, that tonight will be the night of their salvation. Dear Lord, we come before you a needy people with many burdens on our hearts in time of great need. But we are thankful for the access that we have to bring these burdens to you and to leave them there. I pray tonight as your word goes forth that your word would encourage and uplift some heart here tonight and that you would provide direction and wisdom and strength, comfort, as a result of your precious word. Pray that you'd use me in a special way. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self. Fill me with the precious Holy Spirit that I may preach what thus said the Lord. And we'll be careful to praise you and give you all the honor and glory for you alone are worthy of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. You will be seated. If you've been paying attention to the news recently, you would have heard tragically, of a number of suicides of high-profile individuals. It has also been reported that there has been an increase in the rate of suicides in the last few years, of course, as we have and still are, found ourselves in the middle of this pandemic. But as we take time to try to imagine what an individual must have been going through to be able to take their own life. In many cases, it would appear that these individuals from all appearances would have had it all. But it really is hard, as I have taken time to ponder It's very difficult to imagine the level of mental anguish and despair that an individual has to arrive at to conclude that suicide is the best option available. It indicates to me, and I'm sure to you as well, the presence of loneliness to really the nth degree that many people suffer with in this world in which we live. It must be so sad and gut-wrenching for grieving families to find out when it's sadly too late that this is how a relative felt, but they chose not to reach out for help or comfort. 
God never intended that we would feel alone even when, physically speaking, we are alone. That's why there are so many promises of comfort in the word of God to remind his children of this fact that you are not alone. Psalm 94 and verse 14 says, For the Lord will not cast off his people, neither will he forsake his inheritance. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 20, Jesus giving what we understand and know as the Great Commission, in verse 20 says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and listen to this, and lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. John's Gospel, chapter 14 and verse 18, Jesus speaking, giving, in other words, his final message, final words, parting words, if you will, says to his disciples, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. So many other examples I could give tonight and many I'm sure that you are familiar with. But in our text in 1 John chapter 3, we have another example of his promise to be with us. Verse 24 says, And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby we know that he abideth in us by the spirit which he has given us. We understand here that this is within the context of John, the same apostle who would have written John's gospel saying to us that as a child of God, as a believer, God has given us the assurance to never leave us nor forsake us. Amen? And we've been looking at this chapter for some time and under the theme of authenticated practices. In other words, things that demonstrate and indicate and give sure proof that a person proclaiming to be a child of God is in fact a real believer. And we've been looking for some time at the fact that a child of God must be led by the Spirit of God. Last week, we looked at verse number 24, and we saw that there is a dual partnership that exists. A dual partnership. It says, And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him. In other words, uh, God, in giving us a command to carry out his will here on earth, did not leave us to do it on our own, to figure it out. He says, you must be in me. You must be plugged in to the source, Jesus Christ himself. And being plugged in to him, he provides us what we need. So we are dwelling in him and he in us. What a blessing. With that kind of access, how can we fail? He says there is a dual partnership. 
But tonight we want to look at the second aspect of this. That there is a divine presence. I am so glad that when we are engaging in the work of God, that God, the divine creator, the divine almighty God is with us. That's a blessing. That should be a source of comfort to us. And so we have this dual partnership. But the second part says, and hereby we know that this God of the universe abideth in us by the spirit which he hath given us. This very spirit, God himself, helping us to do what he has called us to do. And we understand that John also, in John's Gospel, chapter 15 and 16, Jesus implored his disciples, listen, I am going away. I am the second person of the Godhead, but I will not leave you comfortless. I am sending God, the Holy Spirit. And here's what we must understand. that listen, God, the Holy Spirit, is no less God than God the Father, no less God than God the Son. He's God. Oftentimes I fear that the Holy Spirit is treated as a second or third class member of the Godhead, but he is God equal to God the Father and God the Son. And the beauty of this is that with the presence of God working in our lives, we cannot fail. Have you ever seen God fail at anything? (laughs) And so this presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, it is essential to us having success. And John gives this as further authentication that we are his children. Listen, God is not going to just uh, give his Holy Spirit to any and any person. He gives them to give this Holy Spirit, this divine presence, this divine nature to those who are his own. And so when we, as his children, in carrying out his will here on earth, hear his voice, we ought to say, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that you would speak to me. Thank you, God, that you would convict me. Thank you, God, that you would seek to draw me to yourself. Why? This is confirmation that I belong to you. His voice is confirmation that our direction or marching orders are coming directly from God himself. Listen to what Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16 says. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. I think just last, this past Sunday, I read another verse 
We ought to be excited anytime we read a verse that says that uh, something like God is going to grant you according to his riches. Listen, if it's according to God's riches, that's a whole lot of good stuff. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. God working in us. Divine presence. You see, my friend, we look around at this world and we are at times tempted to be envious of those who don't know Christ with their riches and their talent and their endeavors. But when you have the Holy Spirit, my friend, you have no real idea of how truly blessed you are. You think of this. When an ambassador or a minister of government travels on a government assignment, they do so most oftentimes using a diplomatic passport. This diplomatic passport indicates that that individual is one of great importance. Traveling on government business, high significance. But this diplomatic passport gives that ambassador, that minister, access, power to move, from country to country, with privileges. And it authenticates that you are traveling and functioning on behalf of another. That individual, that ambassador, has been specifically and specially selected and designated for the assignment given by the prime minister, by the government, on behalf of the people. But you think of this, that when God gave us his Holy Spirit, my friend, it gave us access, it gave us privileges, it gave us power to move, power to function, and it authenticates that we are functioning on behalf of another, and this other is not a president, it's not a prime minister, it's not a premier, it's not a king, it's the king of kings and lord of lords. So as a child of God, we are to lift our heads high. You are to be encouraged. You are, you have been, we have been specially selected and designated for the assignment of building the kingdom of God. What a privilege. What an assignment. And God says, I'm going to give you my divine presence. When I really take time to think of that, And let that marinate in my thoughts. It's humbling that the God of the universe would give us his very presence 
carry out his will here on earth. That ought to do something to our heart. That ought to give us a sense of determination to do what? To represent him well. And to truly authenticate to a lost and dying world that we indeed are his ambassadors. You know what shame and disgrace it brings to a nation, to a family of an ambassador or representative who failed to represent his or her country well. But what pride it brings when that ambassador represents his country, his nation, with dignity, with honor. The King of Kings and Lord of Lords says, I've given you a task to do. I've claimed you as my own. And in doing so, there is a dual partnership. You plug into me. I'm the source. I'll provide you what you need. You be in me and I'm in you. And I'm giving you my divine presence. Not sending an angel. But I'm giving you my very presence to be with you. That authenticates who you are. You're my child. You're my representative here on earth. And let's endeavor to authenticate him well. Let it be in our attitudes, in our actions, in our words. Let's represent him with dignity. Let's represent him in an honorable way. And when we do that, others will recognize who he is because they've seen his presence in our lives. And guess what? They'll want what we have. Thank God for his presence. If ever a time we need to demonstrate his presence in our lives, it's now. With a world that's hopeless, a world that's clueless, a world that's grasping and groping for answers, Jesus is still the answer. And so we have a wonderful opportunity with all that's taking place to be light that shines bright. Let's do that. Let's do that to the best of our ability And as we shine our lights bright, we are shining so that others can access the true light who lights every heart who would embrace and accept him.